Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Good morning, I'm Ahmad Akhtar and welcome to The Bigger Picture. Stocks rallied yesterday, rebounding from a dismal past three months after the U.S. Federal Reserve kept interest rates unchanged for a second consecutive time. And that led investors to believe that the Fed would stand pat for the rest of the year. The Fed kept rates in a range of 525 to 5.5% as was widely expected. And that had a positive impact on the three major U.S. benchmarks. The Dow Jones advanced about 0.7%. The S&P climbed 1.1%, while the Nasdaq climbed about 1.7%. Well, to tell us more about these developments, we have on the line with us now Sanjay Guglani. He's the CIO of Silverdale Capital. Sanjay, good morning. How are you doing? Good morning. I'm fine. How about you? I'm very good. Thank you so much for asking. Now, the Fed's decision to hold, it was expected by many analysts and investors leading in to the FOMC's meeting. So no surprises there, really, right? Absolutely. It was almost expected. And even if you look in terms of your Bloomberg forecast, it was less than 0.1%. We have never seen a rate hike where the priority is less than 90%. So it was a given. All right. Well, we had Australian shares opening strongly this morning. Equity futures as well for Japanese and Hong Kong benchmarks also. Rose, do you expect the same across the other Asian markets? Uh, broadly, yes, but one has to be careful because if you look in terms of even the U.S. rally, yes, you are correct. S&P did spike by almost one percent, but if you look in terms of equal weighted S&P, it was up only by about thirty-five bips. So the the rally is very narrow, and one has to be careful in terms of participating in such rallies. All right. The Fed Chair Jerome Powell was also under scrutiny. He, of course, had a press conference after the decision. He said he wouldn't rule out a hike uh, during next month's meeting. We've also had jobs data coming out rather strong. Layoffs reached a nine-month low. Do you expect that to impact the Fed's potential decision-making capabilities? Yes, each data point does impact. But if you look in the total overall picture, uh, I think more likely than not, the Fed has already done with the freight hike. I want to specifically point out that the dot plot is basically indication. And the reason why a Fed does it is because a function of any central bank in the world is to give basically, you know, direct the markets. No central bank in the world can control the market. What the chair is trying to do is to avoid people front running in terms of rate cuts. That's a key message I would take from there. All right. Another key message that investors took away was the language used in that press conference. The FOMC flagged what they called tighter financial and credit conditions as likely to weigh on the economy. They've previously mentioned only tighter credit conditions. So the language has changed somewhat and perhaps suggests that the recent jump in the Treasury yields would reduce the impetus for the Fed to raise rates again. Would you agree with that sentiment? So this has to be taken uh, along with the other pointers, even the fact of the word usage in solid versus what was previously across of there. So we have to look from the whole perspective in terms of FOMC wordings and also read along with the, in terms of the ISM sector, which has been pretty weak, the overall job creation in the economy, which is robust but not strong in the sense that, you know, we are talking about 0.75% increase in the jobs in the economy versus 1.5% before the pandemic. So in totality of things, uh, we would take with a pinch of salt in terms of, you know, for the rate hikes here. 
All right. Do you think that disinflation will progress and perhaps indicate that the Fed will keep its policy unchanged going into 2024 as well? Uh, see, let me put this way down. The impact of the rate hikes are still being felt in the economy. We are seeing certain cracks. For example, the bankruptcies in U.S. this year are equal to the previous two years taken together. If you look in terms of delinquencies in credit cards, look the delinquencies in auto loans, they are pretty much as 2000 level, even pre-2008. Mm. Right. So we are already seeing some cracks in the economy. So from the total overall point of view, the impact of the rate hike is still being felt. For example, the, for me, the most important thing is to look in terms of the loan disbursement to small and medium sector, which is down between 40 to 60 percent, mm. 40 to 60 percent drop. Right. So these are things that are happening. So from that point of view, I don't think rate hike will happen. Now, your question is in terms of rate cuts. From the rate cuts point of view, mm. yes, there is some potential there, but I would not bank too much on that. All right, let's dive into something else that investors were keenly anticipating. That's the Treasury's borrowing plan. Now, they agreed to sell about $112 billion of longer-term securities uh, at their quarterly refunding auctions from next week. What kind of impact is that going to have on bond yields moving forward? Let's take a big picture. So big picture point of view, uh, the Treasury issue is almost 20-25% higher than what was earlier. Uh, In terms of the quantum-wise, yes, we are talking about that quantum for two very different reasons. And both reasons are equally important. One is in terms of foreign buying of treasuries. So three biggest buyers of U.S. treasuries have been Japan, China, and Saudi. And all the three key players are not being there in the market, practically speaking, than its sellers today. Then comes the point that can the U.S. economy, the, the domestic investors, can absorb this amount of supply? As on point of time, yes, we are seeing a certain amount of demand for those, specifically from money market mutual fund sector out there. So from that point of view, yes, we, we are seeing certain amount of demand. But yes, the Fed has to be careful in terms of the way they will do it and which they are already doing out there. Let's not forget two very important things. Number one, remember that the Fed has started with oversized balance sheet of about $3.2 trillion, and they have been able to take out $1 trillion, which is absolutely remarkable. Um, but number two is that, yes, they, they also understand that the cost which they are paying in terms of the borrowing has gone to the roof. We are talking from $300 billion to more than $650 billion, touching almost a trillion dollars if they don't shop it across out there. So they are, they are, there are multiple forces to look across out there. So when we are looking in terms from the investor point of view, we have to take all this thing into consideration. What is something we need to be more careful about is in terms of its impact in medium to long-term interest rate. Mm. For example, in terms of influence on 10 years, that's something I would be looking forward for. All right, plenty of food for thought then for the Fed. Many variables at play. Sanjay Guglani, thank you so much for your time this morning. My pleasure. All right, we've been in conversation with Sanjay, who's the CIO of Silverdale Capital. Stay with Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.